0: Hey, you know when I was doing the the research on this housing, I came across the good old days when you could break out your old Sears catalog, oh, go to the yeah. house section, and get a house kit. Just, oh you know, wow! Put a check, fill out a form, put a check in the mail, and sure enough, just wait for the uh, the mail carrier to b- bring your house. Just all you have to do is put it together, sort of like an Erector said. You know, it's got nice instructions with it. And you wow. know what? What? Some of those doggone houses are still out. And let's face it, they've lasted a lot longer than Sears did, that's for sure. So what the heck? Oh, I didn't know so that was my research to get ready for housing. But you know what? We've got a what? show to do.
1: Hey, it's The Bro Show. We're actual oh. brothers. Biological, hey. right, John? That's yeah. it. You got it. Huh? Hey, his name's John. My name's Jerry. Yeah, and we talk oh. about we talk about four things, don't we? Yeah. Sure do. I'm sure we do. First thing we talk about is an animal, and we have a season. This is season 12, episode two of The Bro Show, and the animal this season. What's the animal, John? Meerkats. We have a story about meerkats. Then, secondarily, we have a word we ran into while we were doing our research. Third, we have a thing called two takes. John and I weigh in on a subject. And last but not least, we have groaners, bad jokes, Groners. bad jokes, bad jokes. Yes, yeah, all good, all good, right. all good indeed. Yeah. So
0: you know what? Uh, what are you wearing today?
1: Got anything uh, from the belt up that might be worth talking about? I do, but you know, I have to say, I'm a little disappointed. My yeah. uh, my meerkat t-shirt did not come in as I'd hoped. Ooh. yeah. 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 I was I'm, expecting it on Thursday, and I still have not gotten it. Oh, so. And idea? Yeah, yeah, you know, hopefully it. it's on its way. You know, Tom, Shawcross got his already. Yeah. high school. And he's put some pictures on Facebook of it. So a <laughs> little shout out to Tom. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing the Celebrate t-shirt. Still a little bit festive. Yeah. Yes. I decided the Bro to Show that. Celebrate t-shirt Celebrate Year Live. You have Season of the Rat on? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good one. That's one of, based on the Chinese lunar New Year, and a stamp. Right. It's based on a it's stamp. A stamp. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's solid. It's a solid shirt. Well, hey, we have a
0: sponsor, don't we? We sure do. Our sponsor is the American Legal Defense Fund. It's a not-for-profit organization, 501c3, established a little over 40 years ago. And their mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals. And we're talking wild animals. We're talking pets. We're talking you know, livestock. You name it; these these individuals are there to help. And uh, what well, they do this by, uh, you know, protecting animals uh, from harm. They also provide free legal assistance and training to prosecutors to ensure that animal abusers are held accountable. And they also support and are advocates for tough animal protection legislation. And uh, so it's it's great. It's and they provide opportunities to, to law students to take a look and perhaps getting into animal law I'm going to mention one other thing about them every I, I could mention something every week that's a little different you know they they spend 82 percent of their money on benefits but they go even further than that oh. they have one individual that's responsible for getting together a network of volunteers lawyers so there's a lot of pro bono work that is being done in this area and we know that law firms like have something look you know to make them look good they need it and this is a very logical area in which they can they can do it but in addition to all this good stuff they've got some swag
1: they have some very classy t-shirts you know i've got one on the way here in fact uh and they are very good looking and if you want a good t-shirt we've got the links to it in the show notes but john that's not all that's not the only way you can give to the legal defense fund did you know the other way what's the other way the other way is us the bro show we have oh. we have created a bro show cat right. t-shirt in fact two versions of it and every time you buy one all of the proceeds in other words all the profit after you pay for the t- we pay for the t-shirt goes to the animal Legal Defense fund and there's two types of uh, t-shirts we have and we also have two types of mugs that you can get you can get ceramic regular coffee mug a big one a small one yeah we've got a link to that. Our show notes. Also, you can go to the Bro Show Swag site, and we give all the money to the Animal Legal Defense Fund, ALDF.org. That's where Ooh, they are. Very, very mm. good. Yes, a mm. solid
0: organization.
1: Totally, this is a, a good pick. It's a
0: pleasure to talk yeah, It's a pleasure to talk about this group. That's for sure. They've, yeah, got, you know, they won a lot of awards and all that good stuff too. Oh, <laughs> well, we've got a meerkat story, and I'll tell you these. You take a look at these wonderful animals, and they look so cuddly, and they're so attractive in terms of you say, well, gee, I'd like to have one of those as a pet. And guess what? I don't think so. I don't think that's a good idea. And perhaps you can kind of give us a a little bit of the background as to as nice as these animals look, maybe talk a little bit about why people are attracted to them, why maybe they
1: shouldn't get them. There's a big animated movie out with a meerkat in it. And people fell in love with meerkats. Plus, there's a a video, the nature kind of video, you know, called Meerkat Manor. And uh, that's all about the life of this meerkat, this this little meerkat. And people fell in love with these little guys, and they're cuter than hell. And, you know, ostensibly, they look pretty friendly. They're not afraid of humans and, and what have you. And it's very seductive. And it's an idea people just can't get out of their heads. And, you know, they have uh, front facing eyeballs like humans. They have binocular right. vision and they look they're very alert and they look right at you and stuff like that. And they stand on their hind legs. What's that like? Right.
0: Yeah. It's that it's that little human element of being able to stand up on their hind legs. It's like seals. Yeah. Feel. yeah. Uh, they, people see that and it, it immediately attracts them to it. Yeah. But
1: it's uh, good. not as a good ball, idea, though. It, not a good idea, John. It's not a good yeah, idea. idea. I think I'll, I'll name one and you can go from okay. there.
0: Number 1, it's illegal. Yeah, you are not allowed to in the United States. There are a couple of countries, I think Japan is an example one where you can't have them. So if you want to get one of them, you're going to have to do it on the down low. You're going to have to go through the black market in order to get one. Mm-hmm. And
1: Yeah, you are. You are.
0: And it's crazy. And it's, so and then to make it even wor- worse is that since it is not allowed it's supply demand think about it these things probably are going to cost you if you get one it's going to be at least a thousand bucks that's right right? for just one of them
1: Uh, which is a bad idea let me let's go through the reasons let's go through that one yeah yeah go go through them and you you know okay you flirted you flirted with the first one right there a a single meerkat is a very very bad idea if you buy a grown meerkat for a thousand dollars and you try to put them in your home, two things are going to happen. One, they will go crazy because they're social. They're very social animals. And they will tear up your apartment or your house. And that means everything that plugs in a socket that's made got a rubber cord, guess what? They're going to chew the hell out of that. If you have wallpaper, scratch it right off the wall. If you have a rug, they'll tear it up. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not because they're mean or that they hate you. It's that they cannot stand to live alone. They cannot stand to live indoors. Now, let's say you go the other route. You really get down and dirty and you get an infant and you raise it on your own. Right. Now, that okay. that meerkat's going to be a little more tame. And right. you could even get it domesticated to the point where it'll use a litter box. But guess what? Mm-hmm. He thinks you're a meerkat too. And In fact, you're part he's gonna, of his he, tribe. He's going to ask for a place at the breakfast table.
0: Oh, yes, he will. He'll sit on a chair. With he will, you. He'll sit on a chair yeah. and want to have breakfast. Yes, he so will. You, he's going to be he's going to become part of the family. And if he isn't,
1: then you're, you're in trouble. And, and no, it gets worse. What if you have a friend over? Meerkat attacks him. He's going to protect the family. He They're they're half sentinel, half protector. Like they're always on the lookout. They hear a sound. What was that? What was that? Are we being attacked? And then the minute yeah. someone walks in the door, teeth are out. Claws are out. Bad. bad. Wow. Yeah. So you don't want to have a meerkat as a pet. Now, here's a funny funny story. So I read this article, and this this conservationist animal guy gives all the reasons, and there's like a half a dozen more, the, other than the ones, terrible ones I mentioned, there are even more reasons not to have a meerkat oh, as yeah. a pet. Even five meerkats. Bad idea. So anyway, he goes through all this stuff, and then there's a and a section at the bottom. Eight right. out of ten of those Questions were, where do I get a meerkat? Exactly. I
0: was was going to point out. So that means that what we need to do is to just point out very quickly, okay, you want to get the meerkat. Well, guess what? You can't get one. Probably ought to get six or seven. So you're going to put down six or 7,000 bucks. In addition to the fact that, you know what? This animal comes from South Africa desert. You have to get a zoo-like environment set up for them. So we're not talking a cage here we're talking like you if you go to the zoo and see like the full glass den habitat of the animal is what you're going to need to do if you're going to do it right and of course yeah. you're going to have you're going to have trouble sleeping at night because all this is illegal
1: so oh, yeah. yeah it's it's a bad situation john and and these guys i'll tell you they they're amazing animals but they're animals they're not well let's just put it this way these are these are, these are wild animals. They're exotic animals. They're not yes. meant to live in the home. That takes us into our
0: word. Yeah, well, you know what? We did a great job because we were working very hard not to say our word. And we mentioned the fact that meerkats do not make good pets. And that kind of segues us into our word. And our Which is word domesticated. Is domesticated. And, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. I mean, domesticated is kind of a flexible word word based upon your own special definition and I like the way that you've actually come up with your own definition as to what it is, which makes sense. It's it's within the bounds of domesticated. Perhaps you could yeah. kind of go over it a little bit.
1: Yeah. Okay, there's there's three things. This is I call it the the domestication test. All right. Okay. Number one, tamed. Number two, trained. Number three, housebroken. That's Very good. The, the that's the D test, the domesticated test.
0: And you know I'm
1: an I have a sample sentence, John. Oh dear. You, you want to hear want to Yeah, hear?
0: give it to me. I'm ready.
1: My brother John has been domesticated. Yeah,
0: I don't know how long it took, but I guess I got there.
1: You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And my and, source for that is personal experience. <laughs>
0: oh, come on. I mean, but the fact is that domesticated Here's where I run into trouble with it. It's like, it, it, would you consider livestock like a cow to be domesticated?
1: Uh, I, I would not consider them totally domesticated. No, but no. you know, you have to. You kind of have to bend the rules for outdoor animals. You know, right. they can deal with they can deal with fences, so that kind of makes them domesticated. I would say, and uh, you know, when there's no grass and stuff like that. They will eat hay or grain. So that makes them kind of domesticated. Can they be tamed or trained? A little bit. Yes, you know, yeah. Probably right? as much as a cat. I was going to say, a cat, <laughs> they are kind of domesticated and not kind of not domesticated, but a yeah. dog is 100% domesticated. Yeah. There's a good one, right?
0: Yeah. All good. You ready for two takes? Uh, I'm, yeah. It's a very, very moving subject. It, this is something that I've run into. Uh, maybe a three personal or four experience. years ago. A little personal experience. I went to Detroit and I noticed that they had this a big article about the fact that in the city there, they had these tiny house communities. And ever since then, I've learned a little bit about the fact that it seems to pop up all the time. Tiny house, tiny house, tiny house. So we decided to take a look at it and see exactly what it's all about. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the, uh, the history. What is a tiny house? And then maybe get into who maybe everybody ought to be thinking about this. So mm. this whole thing, probably you could go back to cavemen and caves, or you could go to Indians and teepees, but when it comes mm-hmm. to America, probably the, the first time we really hear about it is we think about David, Henry David Thoreau and his book where he wrote about the joys of the simple life. And he re- re- wrote this book uh, in a two year stay that he did in a hundred, 150 foot square cabin. And that's where people started thinking about the simple life and how it's with very little, you can be very content. But actually, we can fast forward that to Mm. uh, later on to about 2000 when a University of Iowa professor by the name of Jay Schaefer decided to build himself a tiny house. And was featured in the Des Moines Register. A very good, got a good sports page. That's just a sign over there. They do, they do, they do. And people just wanted to know about it. And all of a sudden, the movement takes off. Schaefer, a couple other people, form a organization called the Small House Society, which is still here to this day. has about seventeen thousand members. It's a great resource. I've got a link to that. It's important to know. So more people want to learn about it. So then. Two things happened in 2007. Number one is that he ends up, the whole thing is on the Oprah show. And Oprah, we know, once Oprah gets a hold of it, man, it just spreads like wildfire. In addition to it, even a bigger fact is we have the mortgage crisis bubble, where all of a sudden people are, uh, you know, concerned about the fact that they, you know, they're they're unable to either get a house or their house is, uh, the popular word is, underwater because it's worth less than what you have, what your mortgage is. And I actually, what that points out is the fact that the American dream at that point became the American nightmare. So what is a tiny house? A tiny house could be a dwelling that's up to 600, excuse me, 400 square feet that excludes what they call the loft section. So there's a lot of sort of uh, ways that you can take this space of 400 feet or less. And quite often for two people, they can work them out that they can be less than 300, like 250, 270 yeah. feet. So yeah. that's the size. Now, these houses can be either on a foundation, but you can have a tiny house on wheels. So maybe you don't want you don't know where you want to to, to live necessarily. And there's a there's a, a company that makes uh, the, the tiny houses on wheels called Timber, Timber, Timberweeds, Tumbleweeds, Tumbleweeds, Tumbleweeds. But, you know, if we take a look at it, there's all kinds of related things. We could talk tree houses, houseboats, man caves, yeah. she sheds. All these things are kind of uh, variations on, on the theme. What are the materials? Well, we could de- deal with traditional materials. We could go with recycled. We could go modular. We could go prefab. Shipping containers.
1: Shipping uh, yeah, shipping containers.
0: containers is a great example of that. We mm-hmm. could also then... You can build it yourself. You can engage a contractor, but keep in mind that whatever you do, it has to be within the building code of the of the local community yeah. Yeah. Uh, location. Well, you can go rural. You can go urban. In fact, we have. Uh, you could actually uh, place this and in, 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 gotta be careful because of zoning. And yeah. a lot of people don't like it. Sort of like uh, thinking in in terms of the trailer. Uh, yeah a you know, lot yeah. of this and that so a lot of people don't necessarily like that but yeah. there are communities i mean there are communities that have been formed and by the way in your in austin you were telling me that there are communities there there are yeah, several I,
1: I i did a search and there uh it, there's many more than showed up in the search but i found seven uh notable wow. and, and i thought they were pretty good i'll tell you what i liked about it it was a good range of uh possibilities and i'll give you just a little taste here There, there's, uh, there's some that are just, as you said before, they're basically trailer parks, and it's a mixture of tiny homes and trailers or RVs, and you can just come in, you know, wheel your tiny house in there, park it, and you're, you're all set to go. And those, you know, you rent a lot for three, four, five hundred dollars a month, something like that. And and, uh, there's a whole smattering of amenities you can get cable you can get internet you can of course there's water and electricity but you know that's that's kind of one end of it and then there's like primitive there was one of them that was called primitive and this was outdoors no utilities at all you kind of you're going to have to do that on your own however you want to do it composting toilet uh kind of a semi-septic tank tank, yeah 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 there's lots of options with that and that gets very inexpensive. Then I ran into one, John, listen to this. It was a rental place. Wow. In other words, yeah, even for a night, if you want to get a taste and see if you like it, hundred bucks. Yeah. You don't and, have to yeah. deep dive into the deep end. You can kind of tip your toe in and see yeah. if you like it or not. That's really good. And yeah, and you could you could rent monthly for like 1500 bucks a month. Uh, you know, you could buy a home and, and there and not pay rent and even rent it out if you're not there, if you go to Florida for the. For the winter, well, then you can rent your tiny home. So it's is a whole lot of options. And uh, yeah, there was one that was just for homeless people, and it was sponsored by a Christian Christian organization. Uh, If you're homeless, you can you can apply to live there, and they'll take care of you. And by the way, amenities. Two of these places had significant community services, and grocery, entertainment. You know, we're the live musical capital of the world. So yeah, they I this one place had a pavilion, the picnic Ooh. tables all lined up, you know, over a nice. hundred units. Yeah, I mean it was it was a big deal. It was a big deal. I saw one they had all the produce stuff. They had like a farmers market set up there for weekends. It was pretty cool. Sweet. So one is twelve minutes away from here. Wow. So, and so personal, personal little experience. Little. I live in a tiny house. Only it's an apartment. Grow right? Apartment. Yeah, yeah, all good. 360 square feet. I'm under the
0: 400 limit.
1: Talking about the thing
0: with the homeless, and the fact is that we just know that overall there is a housing shortage, and the state of California has kind of come up with a way to perhaps approach it by coming up what they call with. Uh, there's a thing called an additional dwelling unit. So what they're what the California's done is they've set up laws whereby you can actually build another small house on your lot if you already have a house and they call these ADUs additional dwelling units so it's you can build one and as re, with that you could perhaps if you maybe you could put a relative could live in that could be a separate unit and it's it's done you know Chicago's just passed uh, the what they call the ADU ordinance which kind of mm-hmm. points out the fact that this is not just something for homeless this is just not for people that maybe or because of the housing shortage or having difficulty, it's something that perhaps all people ought to take a look at, and not necessarily do, but at least investigate and see whether that it might be their cup of tea. And we ran into a uh, uh, a uh, TED talk, which is one of oh, these. Oh yeah. Uh, you, uh, they're not that long; they're twelve, fourteen, fifteen minutes. And a fellow gave a talk about the fact that everybody ought to really. Take a hard look, put the pencil to the paper, give it some thought as to whether they want to do this or not. This fellow's name is Andrew Morrison. Now, Andrew Morrison has got an advantage. I think he's in Colorado Springs. He's got a little bit of an advantage yeah. that he's a builder. But right. what he did is he talked about the fact that he has a house that him and his wife, I think is and maybe one child. And we're talking about 270 feet, uh, square feet. And which is which and in, and includes a couple of beds and lofts, et cetera. So it's it it he feels very comfortable with it. And his is on wheels. So yeah. it doesn't have to necessarily be set Now what's kind of interesting about it is he put the pencil to the paper and said, Look, you know, the fact is that you're probably you're if you are probably on on average spending about twenty-five to thirty percent of your gross income on housing. So yeah. he says, and if you do that, that means that a thirty percent your forty work 40 hour work week, you're spending a major portion of your work time basic to, to order for you to have a house. Yep. So he gave the example of his house cost him about 33000 bucks. So he said, Look, you know what? If you The average house right now, and that's one of the problems we're having, the size of houses is continuing yeah, 20, to grow.
1: 2,600 square feet is the feet, average, John.
0: Right. And it's like $250,000. Uh, if you're going to get a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, you're going to probably have to put down twenty percent. That's fifty thousand yep. bucks. This guy spent thirty three thousand on his house. That's like getting a, a that's seventeen thousand dollars difference, and you don't have the headache of a mortgage looking forward. So it's you know it gives you some idea. If what do you want in your life? Do you want to have hanging over your head a mortgage? Uh, you know, for thirty years, or do you want to maybe think about other things you want to do? And be uh, you know, it which be more much more useful for you. And he talked about the fact that how much time do we really spend in our house? And right. if, if you're working and you have to go to work, you're probably spending eight and a half, nine hours with respect to working, and you got another hour for commuting, and you and yep. you maybe sleep a little bit. Before you know it, you might be down to about six hours, waking hours a, a day, in which you have you're, you're yeah. in your house. So yeah. you are spending yeah. all this money with all this space for the purposes of six hours. And he points out, well, and you got to, at least one thing you're going to have to do during that time. That's probably clean your house. So yeah. and, he's, and these little tiny homes, you don't have to. And to keep in mind that we haven't talked about the fact that we got the utilities, maintenance, all those other recurring expenses that take place. And obviously for a small home, a tiny home, tiny expense. So yeah. I thought it was pretty good, but I think you could talk a little bit maybe about the soft issues like environmental. Oh, no, yeah, yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's think really c- consuming. A, yeah,
0: right. What's your, it's, how much? It's how much the, energy,
1: energy? Right. You've got the the the
0: investment to start out with. You're not yes. spending that much on material materials and materials. Obviously, that's a consumption issue. Then, and you could buy course, a kit.
1: You could buy a kit and build it yourself.
0: Yeah. Right. Sweat equity, you just don't do it on the weekends. Hey, I ran into the fact that let's say you want to go, the Habitat for Humanity does actually build tiny homes. So so there's a way in which a person maybe, you know, put some sweat equity and also get some help. So there's a a variety of avenues that we can use. So I think it's important to look at that in terms of also family relationships. Uh, You know, you might say, Oh, oh, my God. Uh, you know, most people, the intuitive thing would be, well, I'd, I'd be uh, we'd be on each other's throats, uh, a husband and wife, if we were in a small home. But probably you are forced. Uh, you know, first thing is there is it's a spatial thing. You within a home like that, there is room. I mean, you can have your private space it, it, yeah. in it, it's there. It can be worked out. That's part of what you do when you you customize and make it work in that mm-hmm. way. Uh, so there is a spatial separation, uh, and, but you probably are kind of put into an environment in which you have to—I wouldn't say you're forced to—but it's more likely are, that you are able to get along in, in, a, in a smaller, a smaller environment. Well, you, you can't probably,
1: go to your—you can't storm off to your room and slam the door. Yeah, you know, that's you, what it boils down. You got. can't create those boundaries. You've got it, you, you, you have, have to a, decide you, what you're going to watch on TV. On TV, go you to have to separate.
0: confront issues, this and that, rather yeah. than yeah. you know simmering steaming and all this good stuff so he gave a couple ideas whether you're going to get this or not the fact is there's a lot of stuff we can do action steps that can help with the decluttering i thought was pretty good so think about the when's the last time you use something uh digitalization with respect to record keeping shopping making sure that you make a list or in my case i just like to have I just get the same you know go to the same areas and just get the, the basics and Good news for me is that I can only get what I can carry anyway so yeah that helps. there you go
1: that helps so, a lot the limitations are good also you know this the impact on environment's going to be huge. what do you want out of life what
0: what makes you happy and if uh working to pay off a mortgage makes you happy, well, go that route but if you're one the, I remember somebody who was a little bit older told me, do it now, don't wait so the yeah. fact is if there are things that you want to you know, establish. You want to maybe, uh, you know, certain trips. Exact. You know, you want to do this and that, whatever. Think about your ability to do that if you're not saddled with the 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 burden, the financial burden of a mortgage. And I kind of I have a a, um, a quote. It says, "A man is rich in proportion to the number of things which he can afford to let alone." Um Ooh. And I thought that was kind of good. We've got a resource, small house society that I mentioned at the beginning has all kinds of information, depending on how you want to address address this. And it's it's a good read, and it's got a good uh, video, too. Dubai, I have growners. Now, I, I, to be truthful, our growners today are not provided by Vincent Anthony Lauder, Jr. Uh, Vince does a good job with growners, but I had a little trouble wordsmithing them, so I had to go to the Groner the, the vault
1: and come Ooh. up with an
0: oldie but goodie. I'm and ready. Here's one. This is going to be comprehension to some extent. Why did the cross eyed teacher get fired?
1: Why did the cross eyed teacher get fired? Oh, now I remember this one, but I don't I'm, I'm having a little difficulty coming up with the punchline. Uh, uh, he got cross-eyed fired. Eyes. He got fired because he could not control his
0: eyes, pupils
1: oh i was i was close but no cigar okay yeah got me on that one okay now this next
0: one is really really bad this one i had to call upon my living lady to get, she gave it to me this morning and boy i don't know I'm, if you don't like it blame
1: her i'm not, but i'm gonna have to give her wait a, minute, wait a minute wait a minute this this lady does her name start with an a yeah okay you can't say that out loud Right, okay, yeah. Are you ready? Right, are go you? ahead. I'm ready.
0: Why is the number six afraid of the number seven? Why is the number six afraid of the number seven? I have no idea. Because the number seven, eight, number nine.
1: <laughs> That's terrible. That is <laughs> terrible. Which makes it the perfect coroner.
0: Oh, no. Seven, eight, oh. nine. Oh. Oh. Oh, I oh. couldn't resist, though. I okay. feel sick. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, it, it's a little hard to digest. Don't worry. That's okay.